Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome everyone to the Balinesian podcast sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. I am Lance Falitongo. And I am Mike Fiso. Uh, Coach Forrest Doldalau on his way. Uh, man, the Denver Nuggets are NBA champions. Just watched the end of game five. Nikola Jokic, 26 points, 18 rebounds, or 28 and 16. Denver gets their first NBA championship. And how, how long have they been in in the league? I believe since the 70s. Let me look it up, though. Man. 40, 50-year history of a team. Nikola, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce yes. Brown. 75-76 is when they came to the league uh, with the ABA-NBA merger. Okay, so almost 50 years, and they got one. Man, what is, uh, how does this change the NBA landscape? What does this do for Joker and Murray? What does this mean for, for the Heat and Jimmy Butler? What do you think? Well, honestly, I think, I think Jokic has entered top five centers of all time history. Uh, I mean, Elijah Wan's up there. He has... Two chips, one MVP. Jokic got one chip, two MVPs. Um, yeah, he was com- so dominant the entire series, the entire playoffs. I think he like led playoffs in points, assists, and rebounds. Maybe he had the first person ever to have five hundred points, two hundred and fifty rebounds, and one hundred and fifty assists. In one playoff series. Yeah, he's crazy. Was racking up the numbers. Couldn't be stopped. And if you did stop him in one, you know, scoring, he would put up 20 assists. If you stopped him in facilitating, he'd put up 30, 40 points. Oh, man. Can't believe uh, Michael Porter Jr. didn't shoot well the whole series. But he was getting it done in ways I haven't seen from him all season. Like, usually when he gets the ball, he's getting it on the outside and he's shooting it, or he's pump faking, stepping to the side and shooting it. Uh, since the shot wasn't falling for him, a lot of his points were coming at attacks to the basket, um, real close to the net, which is great because he's 6'10". <laughs> so he should be freaking standing right there. Uh, but he just loves to shoot. Yeah, he's Michael huge. Porter Jr.? He does yeah. look tall. That is crazy. That's like Kevin Durant, you know? Yeah, it said he was. That's who he was kind of compared to. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun to see him like pass the ball or dunk the ball. I was like, "Damn, dude, good, good for you!" And then KCP stepped up huge. He had a very huge clutch steal at the end of the game. That was Jimmy Butler. Kind of was lollygagging. I felt like the whole, whole first three quarters. And then he wanted to turn it on with four minutes left of your season. Yeah. I was like, there might there might be something going on with him. Like maybe he's I don't know, tired. 
I mean, after that first, after like really putting on for the first three series, but I guess definitely right the, there. the role guys for the Heat, I feel like contributed a lot more to get them to the finals than they actually did in the championship round. Because you had Struess with a couple times, he had zero points. Yeah. Um, Duncan wasn't shooting lights out uh, like he was in the semifinal, so, or in the uh, Eastern Conference Championship versus the Celtics. But now looking back on it, that, you know, that series went to seven. You know, it's not like they really beat them up, even though they did win the first three games. I don't know. Uh, Nuggets or or NBA champions? Uh, You think if he wasn't tired, something's going on with Jimmy and the Heat? I always thought that that was like a pretty strong situation for him. Like they like to have him there. I feel like the culture there like kind of does really allow for – you to get down on yourself like that. I don't know. It just seemed very strange that he didn't score. He didn't do shit. He had eight points in the first uh, three and a half quarters. And then with four minutes left, he scored 12 straight. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> where where was this at? Like, it seemed like he didn't really, like every time he would go to the basket, usually he's taking those shots. Six to seven times he drove to the basket today. He kicked out to a shooter. Uh, so it just seemed like a very uncharacteristic like performance from Jimmy Butler. Um, and why you get us all hyped to have Tyler Hero warm up and then <laughs> you don't even play him? What the heck? Yo, they were talking about him in the pregame. Like, Tyler Hero hasn't missed a single shot in all of his warm-ups. I know. <laughs> just like a booby miles distraction. Ride the pine. <laughs> what the heck? Uh Jokic's brothers throwing Mike Malone up in the air though. That's <laughs> that's some quality NBA. That's what we're here for, really. I saw this uh clip of the guy who uh Jokic like played for in Serbia. Oh, yeah. And he was like talking about uh, well, someone hit me up and was like talking about the center that they wanted to see. So, you know, I brought him over here, but I told him, you know, you got to go talk to his brother. His brother's kind of like the head of the family. Um, and yeah, his older brother looks like a, like the boss of an organization. Dude, that guy's six <laughs> ten. The other he one, he's like six his, nine. And he's like dude. solid. Uh, there's been rumors that he has Serbian mob connections, yeah. Um, so, and I, I believe I it. it. Yeah. I believe it, dude. Thanks. That guy's the enforcer, bro. Like that's like final boss John Wick. That dude right there. Well, I also feel like they already had. They might have had stuff going. They got a, like a farm, you know. They got some land. Yeah, horses. They got like business going. Um, um and then. Now they got their brother, who is another business, and now is a champion. And, I mean, I know Jokic isn't really, like, in the news or doing, you know, magazine covers or anything like that. He's mostly just do your work and punch in, punch out, you know, it seems. Uh, But he's going to be a lot of money, too. And, yeah, that family's going to grow. I honestly think that he won't take a fat contract like that because he prioritizes winning above it. So like kind of like what Tom Brady did, mm-hmm. Tom Brady never took a maxed out contract because he knew that in order to win and win championships, you have to have a flexible payroll to get other guys, you know? So I, I, I can yeah. see Jokic doing something like that in the future, maybe allowing Jamal Murray to get paid a little money. 
uh, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. Like, they're role players. Keep it together. Uh, yeah, keep it together because, oh. like, they're healthy. They're a, one of the best teams in the NBA. Obviously, I mean, a champ- right. Obviously, a championship roster, you know, now that they've won the finals. But I feel like Jokic and the way he's been running, you could you could do – you could probably – get away with less you know he can make people better with his facilitating with his spacing it's crazy he gets a rebound and he runs the ball up the court himself and everyone knows that too like no one's even looking back for the ball unless he like tells them to come and get it at half court or something but everyone's going once even with like he doesn't have to outlet to anybody he's the one starting and running and you know passing on the break that's i feel like that's another level to your transition his feet never get too far out from underneath his shoulders. Cause I feel like once once you go like a certain like when you're stretching your leg out kind of far, oh, okay. that's when he kind of gets unbalanced. But he he has like little short steps. Do, 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 do. Under, stick, keep he it has, all controlled. Yeah, keep it all in one line mm-hmm. so it's harder to uh knock over. Like that's what I would expect. Like I was expecting this guy to fall over while he's going to the basket like that. But yeah. it was just uh amazing performance and as a laker fan i've always thought this that you want to lose to the champion <laughs> yeah yeah that way it's like well i mean like, well we lost they were the, the best you know we didn't lose best. to no sucker like exactly. loser <laughs> we lost to the best team in the world world exactly. champs um what do you have to say to some people trying to dismiss this uh nuggets championship saying they they went through an eight seed, seven seed, an eight seed against the Heat in the finals. They didn't really play nobody. Uh, well, they're the one seed, so everyone's below them. So if you're going to take that logic, then they're supposed to win it. So mm. them winning it is going according to plan, I guess. Except um, but, they earned but it. Re- yeah, but in reality, those eight seeds, like the Heat, they beat the Bucks, Celtics. That was one and two. They beat them back-to-back series. Uh, <laughs> the Nuggets beat the Lakers, who were out of the West. They were, like, one of the favorites. And uh, who was before the Lakers? The Suns. Yeah, the Suns. Like, that's an offensive, firepower, high-power team. They I ran like, through the Suns, too. Yeah, it's like, damn. Kevin Durant. We found out Kevin Durant's not that guy. The Suns found out they don't even <laughs> fuck with Chris Paul. Like, look what happened to after this, after Jokic went to this, got through the Suns. Like, they're like, back to the drawing board. <laughs> it's like, we're making some cuts. We're letting some people go. So, what is it? What is it going to be in Phoenix? Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, I guess that's, uh, and there's a possibility that Chris Paul could come back to the Suns, but he'd be taking uh, less money. Yeah. So they can sign him back for like seven million instead of like the crazy contracts he'd negotiated for himself. Chris Paul's <laughs> an ultimate finesser. I want everybody to know that. He, like most people have like two max contracts. This guy's gotten like three, three or four. He's just always like right when there's a new CBA, Chris Paul's like, oh yep. Let me get in there. Isn't he like part of the players association? Yeah, he's the president. So he's always getting like really good negotiations. Yeah, he's getting the best. And honestly, you know, he's giving up. He's giving out player association kickers. He's one of the reasons all these NBA players get paid so much money because 
he's the president of the players union and he's negotiating on behalf of the players to get these large contracts. I mean, let's be real 82 games. And then if you go in the playoffs, that's like, that could be if you did seven game series all the way, that's like another 40 games. Yeah. Like that's a lot of games. That's like baseball level almost to win the championship. Um, Wow, yeah. So he had 600 points, 269 rebounds, and 190 assists. <laughs> and for the playoffs, that was first in all three categories. That oh, in this year's totals? Yeah. That... He led the playoffs in scoring, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, bro. Holy shit. Dude, that's freaking like oh, what man. happens when you play my player on 2K, bro. <laughs> that's the yeah. only time I've ever seen these numbers. <laughs> and, and the fact that he doesn't really like you can tell like he likes to win he likes basketball but he i don't i'm not sure he loves the game he don't right he, he don't he's not trying to die for the game but i'm sorry like, like you you've seen him right you've watched him however long joker's been around you're in the league what do you think his his intentions or like his goals are is it to win is it to make money is it to be comfortable i think it's just to win Win and I mean he's already the greatest Serbian basketball player ever on the first fucking try. Like, I mean, there's been others like Darko. Yeah, yeah Darko, Darko was from over there, but like that didn't end well. So I think he's just maybe trying to change the narrative on big Serbian guys. I mean, honestly, he's changed the whole way you play that position. Like, yeah, he could shoot. He shot like forty percent from three. They gave him a three, I think, in the in the second quarter, and he was just standing there for a while. And he realized he was open, and I was like, "He's gonna shoot this and make it." And he just kind of lined it up, did his like above the head little catapult, hit the rim, went in, like banging threes, like lining them up and shooting them and making them. And you know, pass, God damn! They say that he doesn't love the game. I might, I might argue that he is the one who loves the game the most, and oh. all that other bullshit, all the interviews, all the that that's all takes away from the game. You know, it's he's a purist. He's just about the game. He does not give a fuck about all that extra. He's like Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I'm just here so I won't be fine. You know, that's the kind of vibes I'm getting. Okay, okay. I'm just, I just want to win. I just want to be. My team is better than your team. I want to show you. I'm a, I'm a better basketball player. Put some respect on my name. Two-time MVP, Finals MVP. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. He just. Uh. Yeah. Yep. He definitely got the Finals MVP. Say he's the. He's, the he's lowest on the TV right now. Pick to get the. Uh... To win a Finals MVP. Yeah. He's. Wow. They had Taco Bell commercial going on while this guy was getting drafted. Man. <laughs> they were like, "All right." Here the the Denver pick is in, cheesy gordita crunch now at Taco Bell, and then oh, they wow. went and they came back and he was already giving hugs and shit. We we're like, they're like during the commercial break the Nuggets drafted drafted some dude, some guy out of center. Did you see the uh, that LeBron AI future commercial? It was like his past self. There was like a meme. It's LeBron now and high school LeBron sitting on the on like their high school bed. And he's like, 
well, if I'm not the chosen one, then who is? And he was like, check it. There's this nine-year-old chubby kid in Serbia right now, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, damn. Yo, and he's like, yeah, definitely changing the position and like what people expect from, you know, a top-tier five-star center. Yeah, it's not like- just the dominant post game or the defense. You got to be able to facilitate, maybe handle, maybe run the – run the ball down a little bit, like shoot threes, he, everything. He did everything. He still works down low in the post, Dude. but he's got, he's got range out to the three. His post, him in the post, I think J.J. Reddick said this on first take, him in the post over the last 10 years statistically is the number one play with like the highest probability to score is a Jokic in the post, whatever. The most, whatever. The, the most efficient person um shooting in the post Jokic Jokic well, well, Jokic, Jokic in the post I don't know when Shaq retired but he definitely wasn't in his prime in 2013 so well, yeah that was another uh what infographic I saw that Jokic and Murray um were scoring the most points I don't know if it was for the finals or through the postseason but for a duo the most since Shaq and Kobe like I think they were averaging like 56 or something points per game. Um, what what do you know the situation with Jamal Murray's contract? I feel like they seem cool. They seem like a pretty good um, duo, but I'm wondering like, are they friends? Because Jokic. to me, it's, it seems like that him and Jamal like joke around and they're cool, but like they got each other's backs and they, well, they obviously hang out um, and practice together, but like. Friends more so than just teammates. Do you uh, do do you get that vibe from from that? Like that they're they're also friends. I I feel like they're buddies. Yeah, and I, I, that I could go a long cool. way. They, and then that could make sure that Jamal Murray gets paid because Jokic would be able to or would be willing to take a pay cut. But I think if you keep him and Jokic and Murray together, then you you could kind of move around the other pieces like. I mean, if Michael Porter Jr. is his full potential, then yeah, you're keeping him. I mean, if if a bunch of these guys are their full potential, you'd want to keep them. But would could you see them letting go of Aaron Gordon or um, Porter Jr. Contavious Caldwell Pope? Yeah. Um, answer your first question. I know Jokic. I don't think he like hangs out with his teammates uh, outside of basketball basketball duties or whatever like like we said earlier he just clocks in does it like i'm sure he's like i've seen videos of him he's hilarious i'm sure they love him like he's cool while he's there but he's just probably kicking it with his family like once he leaves um but i do think from what i'm reading um murray is a free agent in 2025 so okay. I think so. He still has two years under contract. Uh, he's going to be making about thirty-four million this year, or this upcoming year, and then thirty-six million the following year, which is kind of a lot. And Murray was drafted to the Nuggets before Jokic, right? He was there for a couple years before, like maybe yeah, like I believe year one year. Jokic uh, came in two thousand seventeen, and Murray was sixteen. Yeah, so they like. Being there for a long time together too, and they, yeah. So that's not. I mean, it's there have definitely been worse situations. Shaq and Kobe at the end, 
kind of. Oh, actually, I like. Uh, he was drafted in 2014. Jokic so, was. So he's oh, been there two years before Jamal Murray. Oh, Jokic was there before. Yes. Okay. All right. So then Murray. Yeah, it's kind of Jokic. Yeah, it's definitely Jokic's team in the way that he's producing, putting up points, rebounds, assists. Jamal Murray's in there as a great number two and a great scorer who can get his own shot. Yeah. I mean, I guess you said, did Michael Porter Jr. underperformed in this postseason? Um, I, don't say, I wouldn't say he over him? underperformed. Oh, yeah, I'd say he's definitely worth just so what the landscape is these days. He showed up. He had 13 rebounds. I ain't never seen him oh, do nice. anything like that before. And all like I think he made one three off, but all his other points were to the basket. I was seeing him block people's shot like once a game. I was like, damn, who is this guy? He's like, I can't score, so I'm just going to do this. I know. And honestly, that's good for him. Good for uh, Mike Malone for locking him in in that way. Wow. Uh, who who got uh, a championship on the Nuggets? Ish Smith? I kept seeing that meme pop up. Ish Smith has been on like 13 NBA teams. Oh, wow. He got a chip. Yeah, he's about to get his get a ring. Okay, so Michael Porter Jr. Wow, Michael Porter Jr. makes as much as Jamal Murray. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, and that seems not. like a lot. Yeah, I mean, especially when you have Jamal Murray producing how he was. Yeah, so if they're making about the same, you expect the same. <laughs> Porter Jr. is a free agent in 2027, so Whoa. next year he's due 33. 2024, 35, 2025, 38, 38. and then 40 in 2026. But that's only partially guaranteed, I guess, in 2028. But in 2026, that's still a lot of money. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Michael Porter Jr. either starts producing more consistently or if they decide that he's the part that needs to get cut to bring in better pieces to surround Jokic and and Murray. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a hard uh I mean, they made a trade with the Thunder, I believe, yesterday or 2 days ago. Did you see that? Mm. The Nuggets traded some picks with the Thunder cuz the Thunder are sitting on mad first round picks. Yeah. Uh so I guess they traded some second rounds in their first round next year for some future first rounders. And yeah. So I thought that was interesting. There I mean well, if Austin are, Reeves gets uh, fifty million dollars, Michael Porter Jr. should get like at least a hundred million. <laughs> you're, that's why you're a coach and not a general manager. Don't worry about Austin Reeves. <laughs> hey, that man, uh, Coach Forrest Odela. Welcome, welcome, What's welcome. Up? We're talking about the uh, the NBA Finals. We want to give you uh, this time now. Uh, to celebrate oh, was, calling calling the, uh, the NBA championship and how Jokic wasn't getting the MVP, but he was getting the finals. <laughs> Congrats on calling that. Nice. Yeah, Let's see I it. mean, hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not a hard thing to, you know, to, to, to agree to. So, yeah, I give it up to Jokic for playing the part. He said it was obvious. Once they gave the MVP to Joel Embiid, that obviously some shenanigans were happening because 
Yeah, and especially that week at week or two after they gave Embiid the MVP, Embiid didn't do much, and Jokic was doing a whole lot. He was like putting nice. up thirty twenties and fifteens, crazy. Shout out to yeah. uh, shout out to the Joker, um, Forrest. What do you think uh, this championship does for the Nuggets? What do you think it means for the Heat and uh, the rest of the NBA? Oh, I mean for the Heat, it just to begin with the Heat because they didn't they don't have a championship, so uh, it means that they get a guy they got to get right back into the lab. Uh, they gotta whatever their shortcomings were now they know what they are they can fix them because. You know, we all know they can play at that level now. Um, we know Jimmy's their leader. You know, the way Jimmy goes, they go. So they're going to have to surround Jimmy. Look, I, I, I do believe it would have been a different series if uh, if Harold was playing. You know, he would have added another element to to Miami. Um, but Bam and Jimmy are not Jokic and Murray, especially during this series. So. You know, they might have to find a third person actually to carry them. Uh, yeah, so that's what they got to do. Um, for Denver, what it means for them is just that um, Jeff Malone, you know, he held on. And uh, uh, as we talk about a lot on the show between you and me, and then when Mike came on, we also talk about it with Mike. Um, just the continuity that he was allowed uh, as the coach of Denver. You know, uh, so he's been there. We just saw. Monty Williams, who took the Suns to the finals last year. Uh, we saw... Um, who lost the finals? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, we saw him. We saw Budenhauser, who won a championship not but two years ago. We saw both of those True. guys get fired, who were in the playoffs. Uh, so, kudos to Denver, uh, sticking with Jeff Malone, you know. Um, Mike. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, his brother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Van uh, And for also for uh, is Kiki Vandeweghe the still there? Uh, GM. I have no idea. I don't follow I it that much. You say Kiki okay. Vandewitz? Vandeweghe. I know. I know. He was with the organization for a little bit, but whoever that GM is, uh, kudos to him too for finding the pieces that got them the championship. Um. They fit so well together. You saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Brown. They went and got Gordon. They stuck it out with Michael Porter. Uh, they were confident in Jamal Murray coming back from injury. So, yeah, uh, it means they're a legit franchise, I think, because, yeah, I mean, they had to play. people are going to say that they played Miami in the finals and Miami was the least, I guess, in the record, record-wise, they were the weakest team coming into the test. They were a playing team, in fact. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, they beat the other teams to get to the finals, so I don't know what you want from them. Yeah, we mentioned that they beat the eight-seed Heat. They beat the seven-seed Lakers. They beat the eight-seed Timberwolves. But, we, yeah, we also, like, they were the one-seed, right, going right. into the playoffs, so they earned – you know, playing the right. bottom half of the, the bracket. Exactly. Exactly. So their general manager is Calvin Booth. Oh, oh, uh, another good player out of Penn State. Uh, he played a few years in uh, the NBA. He's a, I guess you'd call him more of a power forward than a center, but uh, wasn't that bad of a player at Penn State. Um, 
And now he's a championship general manager. And good for him, man. Like, the way he ran that team, I don't know how it is internally, but from what we see from the outside, he's made them into a legit champion. And then they'll still be a contender next year or defending champion. So, yeah, yeah, that's what it means for them. It means they're they're an actual, legit, good franchise now. And uh, Denver is in the main market, so... Milwaukee proved that you could win in a mid-major market, you know, a, a, a small-town market. And uh, Denver's not a small city, but it surely isn't New York or L.A., you know. So, yeah, I think this proves that uh, you can win in small cities or smaller smaller markets, and at the same time, uh, they're a legit franchise now. The Denver Nuggets are legit. Yes, do you guys know if there are any teams that don't have any championships? Mm. Like off the top of your heads. I, okay, they move. I mean, this is the oh, Nuggets' uh, first one. OKC, of course. Some of the new ones. Okay. I wonder. I, I just wonder how many of the teams in the NBA have never have never won an NBA Finals. Not in uh, any of the Suns, Magic, Nets, Pacers, Jazz, Hornets, Clippers, Grizzly, T Wolves, Pelicans. Ten. Ten out of thirty. Yeah, Nuggets were on that list, but they're off now. Oh, nice. Nine right, out of thirty. They, they crossed that out. Uh, <laughs> so, which is cool, though. I mean, a lot of there's a few of those franchises are a little newer than some, even though they were taken from other cities. They're probably they probably have an older team, the uh, original team in the NBA, but. You know, like New Orleans is fairly new. Um, the Hornets are just back in Charlotte, Charlotte again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So some of those teams are like even OKC, even though the original team is the Seattle Supersonics, who we're all hoping gets another franchise. You know, we'll put that out there, put it into existence because Seattle was a really good basketball city. So we'd For love real. to see them have another franchise. Yeah. Mike knows. We showed out you know? for Sue Bird yesterday. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Before we go to do the the NFL news and camps and stuff, what was that? Uh, you guys are at a at a game. Super was getting her jersey retired. Yeah, they was hanging it up in the rafters. Nice. Shout out to uh, Push Push for Dreams, my sister and her husband's um, nonprofit that they run. Nice. They had courtside storm tickets. And they couldn't go, so they was like, "You want to go?" I said, "Sure." And yeah. yeah. It was lit. It was active. <laughs> who were they? Who are they playing? They're playing the Washington Mystics. How'd the game go? Uh, at, shoot, up until the third quarter, we was getting smacked by like twenty, and then they went on a little run. I think we lost by like six, but it got close. It got to by three, and then then it just started getting crazy. I thought I was gonna lose my voice. I was screaming so much, and nice. then after the game, they did the little retirement ceremony. Everybody spoke. Macklemore, Megan Rapino, uh, Deladon, fucking wow. Yeah, Deladon's real. Yeah, Deladon's real. He's the truth. Where Sue Bird? But yeah, I, so Sue Bird won five gold medals, nice. two national championships, and four WNBA championships. Ooh. She's the only player to do it in three different decades. 
and uh, and she's also uh, carrying wow. with her in her box a ton of uh, broken hearts Ooh, from all yeah. the men across the country. <laughs> For real. <laughs> She's cute. I used to have a crush on her. <laughs> oh, man. Bird. I was in love with Sue Bird when I was younger. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to her wife for holding it down for her. Yeah. Shout out Pride Month. For real. And had to Sue cop Bird. A jersey. Killing it like a goat that she is. Oh, yeah. Also, WNBA assist leader. Can't forget. All time, all, all time assist leader. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's, she's a definition of a true ball. She can ball. Um, actually, before we, if, if you guys have your, uh, like things that were interesting during camp, uh, before we do that, like NFL camp, um, OTAs, whatever's going on, we need to get updated there. But before we do that, shout out to, uh, Talanoa Smith and all the boys, hey. Forrest, Eddie, Junior, Gabe, Will, uh, everybody that was out there in Sun River this weekend. We just got back today. Um, it was a bachelor golf trip uh, for our cousin, our brother uh, Noah, who's getting married in August. Yeah, that was fun. A bunch of his friends are out there. Who was out there? Alex, yeah, Alec. Alex, Alex, Oliver, uh, Bridger, Montana. and my guy Montana. So, yeah. Uh, that guy was striping on the golf course. Oh, man. All right, yeah. Every time I go play with a bunch of, like, pros, I always get the, like, golf bug again. And I'm ready to go play. Um, shout out to Will McCoy, uh, Forrest's roommate, uh, my cousin, who is picking up golf. And we're going to go be golf learners together and figure out some time <laughs> to go hit the course. Um, Mike, you ever play golf? Nah, man, I'm not a not a big fan of golf, uh, unfortunately. What is I it? Can, uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't. It's it's not a very popular take, but uh, I think golf is one of the most inefficient allocation of resources out there. Like we could use all that fucking space for a golf course for way better things. Oh yes, but and, and like I don't know, I just never really been in. I don't have much patience. Uh, I don't like walking. <laughs> he was like, it's just all bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, it just seems unnatural mo- movement for my body to be rocking like that. So I don't really play with it, but uh, all my friends do. Um, for my fantasy football draft, uh, we're going to this casino slash golf course in like an hour and a half outside Sacramento. And we're going to, I guess they're all golf. Everyone in the group is golfing except for me. Uh, <laughs> But I said I'll go and watch. Right. So you know what? I'm going to come. I'm still part of the league. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll drive the car, guys. Whatever. You're going to do the standings, and then, Mike, you, you should get yeah. randomized in there. No. If it makes it better and it helps you try it out, man, it's a lot more funner playing it than it is watching it. Oh, definitely. For- <laughs> Force is like, I'm not trying to go watch you guys play golf. Um, yeah, golf courses being a, a waste of water and space and land that could be growing food and raising like houses. Yeah, is uh, is a very good point. And uh, hmm. I think there's like half of the golf courses in America could, well, all of them, um, but like at least half of them could be taken away and used for a bunch of other things. And the water, <laughs> 
the water for that shit to keep the grass green during the spring and the summer and having more droughts. Yeah, they got better water on the golf course than they do in Flint, Michigan, man. What's up with that? Yeah, that's a bunch of white people play golf. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps it nice and like at the top of the list of things to take care of. It's parks, playgrounds, and golf courses. And that makes uh, 82% (laughs) of America happy. Um, Yeah, shout out to uh, T. Smith and the boys. Um, See you guys in Hawaii for the nuptials. It's going to be great. Shout out to Winona. Um, Yeah. What was uh, Forrest's favorite part of uh, Sun River Weekend? Oh, man. Like, as always, uh, just all of us being in the same spot at one time, you know, being able to enjoy each other's company. Um, You got to see Gabriel Halleck, my guy. I know you two were uh, pretty... uh, Cool yep. back home in Samoa, so it was Went nice to church to together. Back. Yep. Yeah, so I remember we guys got to see each other. It's been a while. I know you haven't seen Junior in a while too, so it's cool you got to see Junior as well. That's dope. And then you got to meet Oliver Bridger, uh, AB Alec in Montana. Uh, man, yeah, such a great weekend. It was good to have Eddie there. Uh, you already saw it. it was all laughs from from the time that we all got into the same house till we left. Even as we were leaving the gas station today, still laughing. So, such a great song. It's definitely cool being around people that you grew up with. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just like falling right back into that, just like same kind of talks and comfort and just compatibility, um, like all through high school. Like we were right. growing up, taking the same classes, doing the same homework every night. I'm going to school together, like that. Yeah, uh, shout out Eddie. Disclaimer: uh, I didn't do too much homework. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I oh, I stopped doing homework in the states in seventh grade, and I transferred to Samoa with like a 0.4 GPA. I had like five Fs and a C in music. <laughs> they were like, "You need to take your ass out of California." And just go focus on school. Shout they out shave to your uh, head. No, 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 no. That's nice. They shaved my sister's head. Shout <laughs> out to uh, Uncle Sam and Auntie Carol. Not for that, but just for being great uh, people that raised me while I was out there in American Samoa. Eddie, Carl, Mason, Sydney, Mark, all the family, Maki, everybody. Man, shout out to uh, <laughs> American Samoa and everybody there. Uh, all right, NFL. I'm gonna read some of the top NFL headlines off of ESPN.com. You guys give me like out of one to ten, how interesting it is to you. If okay. it's a, if it's a six or above, we'll we'll let you talk about it. Well, but there's there's a bunch of stuff, little stuff happening. It's camp time. It may not be you know all the way important or impactful or gonna be changing your teams or anything. But uh, give me a number on how you feel about uh, Vikings, uh, Danielle Hunter skipping minicamp. Um, he's a defensive player, right? Yep. Linebacker or something. Uh, I think an edge. Edge. Yeah, that's like a four. Yeah. Vikings are whack. They don't know what they want. <laughs> Forrest, 
Danielle Hunter, skipping minicamp. What is that on a scale of one to ten for you on interesting? Uh, for me, maybe like a two or three, just because uh, the Raiders are still in need of like edge help, I think. Like, in oh, and- selfish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for personal reasons, it's kind of interesting. So we got a two and a four. All right, moving on. J.J. Watt yeah. to enter the Texans' ring of honor on October 1st. I would say that's fair. Who who else was good for the Texans? How many other people are in there? Is it just going to be him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Why him and the owner. That'd be cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Texans Ring of Honor. Let me look it up right here. J.J. Watt, definitely. Um, Andre Johnson? Ooh. DeAndre yep. Johnson? Yeah, it's it's Bob McNair and Andre Johnson. That's it. It's just those two. Seriously? Yeah, JJ Watt's gonna be the third. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who else. I mean, (laughs) that's embarrassing. And Nuke's not even playing yet. You know what I mean? Nuke's not done playing. So I mean, I don't know. You might be able to put him with the Texans when he's done playing. Wow. All right, but uh, definitely deserves it. What two two time Defensive Player of the Year? Definitely was a force. He was like Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. Just a little, just off the edge. But a lot bigger. Yeah. Massive guy. Fucking corn. Oh my gosh, he's so yeah. uh, DeAndre Hopkins released by the Cardinals. I would say this is we could where do you guys think he's gonna go? Yeah, I feel like this is definitely a one of the I'm more interesting. Titans. I th- he he said he wanted to play with those five quarterbacks, right? Josh, the top guys: Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, somebody, Patrick Mahomes. Um, but you know they, they've also got to be able to pay him, and they have to make it work. The Chargers just drafted a receiver first overall. I don't know if they want to have to work that first guy and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And Josh Palmer and Jalen Guyton, who's returning from ACL. So I don't know if it makes sense for the Chargers. Um, but yeah, I'm also hearing these other teams that don't really make sense as far as like strong quarterback, like Titans, Texans, I've heard, Patriots, him and Bill Belichick. That's always a bro fest. But these aren't, these aren't like the about to win a Super Bowl for the veteran Hopkins. You know, kind of teams that I'm thinking about, the Patriots or the the Texans, the Titans, teams like that. And I I, th- I thought it's he's at the age where he needs to, like, do Odell Beckham on the Rams and just go for a championship, like play for a team that's going to get, like, be one of the last four teams standing in the league or something at least. But, I mean, uh, how high is winning a championship on his list, you know? It's not every Isn't, player, I mean. Not not every player. There's people are gonna go, oh, that's my ultimate goal, but not but that's not as important to some people. You know what I mean? You think he wants money? Because I mean, that's yeah, what I mean, what are you doing it like at this point though? What are you doing it for at this age, right? Are you chasing a ring? Are you chasing the final payday? Are you just like wanting to hang out in the locker room? Yeah, like I said, maybe he just wants to play the game still. And if he goes to the Texans, he can help CJ Stroud. He can mentor some of the uh, younger receivers there. And he could end up retiring in the place that he started his career. You know what I mean? So uh, other other places, maybe he sees potential in them. Same thing. He could 
mentor people and maybe he thinks they're far far along more than we do with their Super Bowl aspirations. But um, I don't know. I take DeAndre Hopkins as a person uh, that's more like, well, if they don't want me, I'm not going to force it. You know what I mean? So if the Patriots really don't want him or can't afford him, I don't think he's going to force that. Or like, I hear the Chiefs are still in talks about it, but again, like you said, they're going to have to have the money. That would be. That would be great for him to be on that because they also got a lot of young receivers there he could probably have a really big impact on and still help Mahomes at the same time. So, I mean, all depending on what his 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 goals are right now, uh, mm-hmm. still being in the league, like you said. So, I mean, it's not to win the championship. He's got to maybe, – maybe it really isn't at the top of his list. So, he can still look at those other teams and, and still want to play football, you know, and there's teams out there that are still willing to give him a chance to actually – get on the field and contribute uh, and also be able to contribute in the locker room as well. So so the Cardinals cut the three-time all-pro receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and ate $22.6 million of their salary cap space. Um, so it looks like trading Hopkins' contract and his $19.4 million salary proved to be too prohibitive uh, for the Cardinals to get it done, so they had to cut him. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins? Do you think he wants to chase a ring or wants to get paid? Um, I have no idea what's going on in his head, but I do think that he can still be a productive wide receiver if he has if he's on the right team, and I think that's what he's waiting for, and also what the other teams are waiting for. Like, just trying to see. Just like let everything settle down. Maybe wait till training camp's done. I don't know. I like. I was yeah, like too. Randy Moss was like 30, 31 when he joined the Patriots. Everyone thought he right. was going to be washed, and then he went on to score like the most touchdowns in a season ever. So you're like, okay, I know it's possible, but is there like? So he'd have he'd have to go to either the Chiefs, Bengals, or. Wow, or or the Chargers. Those are the three that I, I mean, think he would have this most success. For me, I don't know how people keep saying that. They, you know, he's gonna go to the contender. This is no slight to you, Baltimore fans, either. But people, people that are like, yo, if he's gonna want to win the championship, he's gotta pick some of these teams, and they keep putting Baltimore in that category. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm sorry. Well, definitely compared to what they've had before, their offensive weapons now are some of the best they've had in a long time. And if you, I think if you added a possession receiver like DeAndre Hopkins that wins a bunch of 50 50 balls and gets like separation late to, you know, a receiving and weapons core that includes the newly signed Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Rashad Bateman coming back is really fast. Uh, Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers too, who yeah. they drafted in the first round. Mark Andrews, who is one of the top three tight ends for the last however many years he's been playing. Then, uh, Isaiah they Thomas. Gave, they gave uh, Isaiah running Thomas? Back. They made, Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely. They gave a running back the biggest contract in NFL history, didn't they? Who, the Ravens just now? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a he's a quarterback, all right. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, honestly, Forrest has a point, man. What if I'm not sold on Odell Beckham? Like, uh, yeah, 
What, like, I, mean, I don't think those – I don't think um, – what's his name? Lamar Jackson's throwing style really matches uh, Odell Beckham's yeah. like, play style. Odell Beckham's ODB's knee. Yeah, so I don't want I don't want ODB's dad, ODB senior, to be fucking dropping hate videos of Lamar Jackson halfway through the season because I I think that was a special case for Baker. <laughs> I think that was a special case to just really tell people Baker is not that guy. Look, I recorded it. <laughs> just dirt balls. Hey, man, hey, Lamar Jackson, man. I mean, it's not his fault if Odell Beckham can't run past the DBs no more. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, oh no no no! Because O Odell went to the Rams and started contributing. It was one of the best receivers. Like I think he was better than Cooper Cup for that Super Bowl run until he got hurt in the Super ability, Bowl. Your best ability is your availability. He got them to the Super Bowl and then he popped his foot. What is his foot? His knee? Achilles or something? Uh, like ACL. Yeah. Wait, Super Bowl champion. Wait, Super Bowl champion Odell Beckham Jr. Right. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna yeah. put an asterisk next to two that years name. ago though that was two years ago. Has I'll it, put an asterisk. Next hasn't to that been on the field <laughs> since. Well, okay. So the, the other thing is the year that you're returning from an ACL injury, which takes about a year to recover from. Was it nine months or something like that? So basically a year. Um, also, that year also, that you're that year that you're returning is like you're kind of getting back up to speed, and it really is the year after that. That you start being the player that you used to be. Yeah, when you're like 26 or 27. <laughs> wait, wait. How is he? How old is he? Odell. Odell, like 30, 30 some. 31. Yeah. Same oh, age. Also, like, he's 30. Not, yeah, not, just, not just the pa- not just the Panthers. Not just the Ravens' uh, offense. I mean, I get you got Marcus Peters, who's also coming off an injury, and his uh, dust off the injury season, of course. But uh, other than him, I mean, um, who do you have? Oh, well, Roquan Smith, I guess. But your defense isn't even that strong either to be considered. That's just me, though, to be considered a championship contender. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I guess the Ravens aren't necessarily a playoff lock because they do have the – the Bengals in their division, and they've been going right. and uh, I mean, if winning I was, the division or going to the championship. People, people. I mean, watch. I know they have receivers right now, but I mean, they're spending money on defense. So why not spend a little more money in Philly and go after uh, Nuke? You know. Oh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. And uh, Rigor on the bench coming in. Um, <laughs> Jalen Rager sitting on the bench. <laughs> Wait, he belongs. Yeah, if, if, if the, the Eagle, Eagles fans are listening, like, yeah, if we could sign DeAndre Hopkins just so Jalen Rager doesn't take the field, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Who's, who drafted Jalen Rager? Is Jalen? Uh, no, wait a minute. I think Jalen Rager plays for the Vikings now. Oh, is he with the Vikings now? Because the Eagles picked Jalen Rager before Justin Jefferson. Oh no! Oh, uh, Quez Watkins. Sorry. Okay. Is that who's there now? Yeah. Shout out Quez Watkins. He's like a ninety-eight speed in Madden. That's how I know him. He was my wide receiver too for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other teams though. Like I, I think as championship contenders, 
he can go to. I just don't think the Ravens are one of them. So, wait, who who do you think is the best fit for DeAndre Hopkins then? Honestly, I think it would be the Chargers if he wanted to go. Obviously, everyone's going to be like Kansas City, of course, because he can go in there and do his thing. They don't have yeah. great wide receivers, and he can easily go in there. He could probably be one if he goes in there, because who else I would you think have so too. besides uh, Kadarius Tony? That's Christian Watson. Christian Watson, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, like Christian are... Watson was on the um, Packers. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, Packers. what am I thinking of on the who's the who's the rookie on the? Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. Oh yeah, yeah. Skyler yeah, yeah, Watson. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. I know. Sky Watson, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yep. Sky yeah, Moore. Sky Moore. Sorry. Thank you. At DeAndre Hopkins would definitely be the wide receiver one. It with yeah. the Chiefs. I think that would be. No. I think that would be no, the, he the best place. No. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is wide receiver one and Tatum one. That's the same same thing. But but he could. Like all the attention that Travis Kelsey gets makes all those other receivers fucking super open one on ones. And if and if one of those open receivers was DeAndre Hopkins getting even more space, maybe that helps with the you know the age and coming off of these right. uh, last couple of seasons where he hasn't played a, the full amount of games. Right, and I mean they got Pacheco who really was super good for them last year. Seventh round back. pick. If you get a yeah. seventh round pick playing in your games, you've you've done a really good job. You've struck yeah, gold. You played really it well. Their defense might be a little rough this year. They uh did lose a front clock to the Broncos. But uh I, I, mean, hate, I think they have enough. I hate when good defensive players from a division rival go to other yeah. division rivals in the who same still division. have to fucking play them. He miss like, he missed Daddy Russ. Bro. <laughs> as long as you're not, as long as you're not playing him uh, in the playoff, you're good because that's when he does his best work. So, <laughs> true. Yeah. If you don't um, see Frank Clark in the playoffs, you're good. The 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 Raiders don't have a quarterback, or they have a quarterback who's injured. What is this? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo contract is void because of his physical. He couldn't pass his physical because he had to have surgery. Uh, well, somebody passed him uh, because he was able to sign the contract. But there was, there's still, yes, there's still a void in his contract to say that if he isn't able to play or isn't healthy enough to play, it's a healthy scratch. They can cut him without losing any money. So nice. Yeah. Uh, he did uh wait till after uh, yeah, a little bit after he signed to do surgery. But uh, all accounts from the Raiders. Is that he will be ready for uh, the first game? So I mean, that's right now. I think that is a really big problem. But the bigger their problems right now is whether or not um, Josh Jacobs is going to resign with the team. Because even when they had uh, to roll with um, what's his name last year, um, gosh, why can't I remember the dude's name that played the most at the back end of the season? Um. Stitson? Anyway, Chris I mean, yeah. Uh, Stinson, but uh, Stidman. Stidman. Yeah, Jared, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. God, yeah. man, we're Huge. coming back into football season here. <laughs> we're like, what's hey, the well, guy? What's the guy's name? He don't play for the Raiders, so I forgot him. <laughs> <laughs> he does play for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Jared Stidham don't play for the Raiders no more, so I forgot him. But um, yeah, uh, Josh Jacobs uh, was the best running back in the league last year. And um, 
I understand it's a business, but at the same time, um, aside from Max Crosby, that was your best player on the team. And you don't want to re-sign him to the contract? Like, I don't know how much he's asking for, but he definitely deserves it. Uh, and you don't want to meet him halfway. You still want him to sign a franchise tag and have him play on that. Like, he has to prove something? Like, he didn't prove it last year? That's ridiculous. You know, I'm still a Raiders fan. Whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. And as a fan, I'm going to have to eat it up and be like, nah, 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 we did the right thing. You know what I mean? We got guys behind them, I promise. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the fan talking. Uh, also, I'm not that delusional of a fan. But, um, no, yeah, I think uh, with Garoppolo like that, uh, with the with the, the clause they have in his contract to be able to cancel it, uh, it's not a big worry because – Again, there's other teams who are probably waiting for Caleb Williams and Drake May to come out of the draft next year. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can get to there with one of these plug-and-play quarterbacks, which Jimmy was supposed to be. He's just supposed to be a better plug-and-play quarterback so we get to uh, find a franchise quarterback for the team. Um, if you believe the smoke that everybody's blowing out of uh, minicamp, Aiden O'Connell is doing a pretty good job in, uh, in minicamp, but he also doesn't have opposing players that are 300 pounds chasing him from the other side. So I don't know how well you can look at somebody at minicamp and be like, oh, hell yeah. Yup, we don't, <laughs> we shouldn't have to worry. This, this guy guy's was practicing guilty. <laughs> right. He's so good at minicamp. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. uh, it kills me when I see those reports on every, uh, every room that the Raiders have or these uh, little um, yeah, I can't even find the words. But all these Raider fans when they're trying to tell people, don't worry we got Aiden O'Connell. He looks amazing in minicamp. <laughs> if you don't smack the other dude that's saying this shit, the same shit in this room, uh, that's crazy. And then even more people will be like, well, Garoppolo's not going to do it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, let's see him play for us. Jesus. I mean, and if he ever. gets that foot healed yeah, up. Yeah, and... yeah, so, but getting back to the subject, by all accounts, uh, if you hear from the Raiders staff, Raiders medical staff. He the... said by all accounts from just the Raiders, we're going to be okay. <laughs> he, well, and, and his doctors, and his doctors. <laughs> hey, that's better than um, the Buccaneers posting videos of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask overthrowing and underthrowing oh, every receiver. Yeah, for a not whole just like day. out of their finger. Yeah, not just out of their fingertip, like overthrowing, but it's like, like that's not even close, brother. <laughs> that those yeah, like, are the throws that they're posting there. That's that their yeah. social media team is yeah. posting. Yeah, so obviously yeah. their their team has no faith. So at least with Aiden O'Connell, they're like, yeah, we kind of believe in this guy. We're not going to throw him under the bus. Yeah, but some fools that are are like, yo. He could be the next Tom Brady if you don't shut your mouth. Everybody could be the next Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, he, he drafted hella late. Tom uh, Brady didn't know he was going to be Tom Brady. <laughs> I yeah. remember the last year, one of the first videos the Dolphins posted after getting Tyreek Hill was like a big under uh, a big underthrow. Yeah, like Tyreek had to like stop and come back and grab it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's the best one. You guys, there's no way that was the best throw you guys had. Go and put right. some. That's just like the prettiest 
video that they caught the ball or something. They were like, "Yeah, yeah that's Photoshop the one that looks the best." Hand. Keep yeah, running, do bro. Something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> dude, um, perfect. No. It wasn't his, it wasn't his throwing that he had to worry about. It was it's, his headaches. Yeah, get that hey, self defense. He's looking stockier this year. I don't know if you guys have seen more muscly. Of him. Do you think yeah. that's uh, do you think that's the Ben Simmons summer camp photo kind of vibes, or do you think he's really? Know. No, just Ben Simmons. Up. Be oh. Him and Russell yeah. Wilson are just like eventually going to be the same person one day. I feel like they just <laughs> like they both I, have like I a square it head. <laughs> if it helps to stay healthier or alive, at least, I'm yeah, all for it. Definitely. Yeah, like, yeah. I need yeah. a really, I need a good season from Tua. Just do, yeah. just do your thing. All those weapons too. You get them out in space and let them do their thing. I'm sure he knows yeah, that. Yeah. His and best case for his a, best season is to to really just let those those weapons Dalvin do their Cook. thing. Yeah, if they sign Dalvin Cook, if that ever goes through, that's crazy. They already, I mean, I, they have pretty good running backs, right? Raheem no, Mostert, the old Niner running backs, Mostert and Devin A. Chain. They just uh, drafted. I, I'm I'm excited to see that guy because that guy, A-Chain. yeah, is just amazing. He was oh my gosh. Like a little blur at uh at Texas A and M, so yeah, I mean, but like you said last, I'm not I'm not too worried only because um I'm not a doctor, but if uh, I'm gonna pay attention to what people are saying, I'm basically gonna pay attention to the Raiders staff and his doctors because they're saying it's cool, so I'm not gonna worry too much right now. I would I would want at least a second opinion though. Like outside of the Raiders who wanted to look good. I mean, I understand you're a Raider fan, but no, I yeah. feel like as a Charger fan, I also have to know that the Chargers are whenever they put information out or put a video out or put, you know, a post out, it's tailored to make them look good. And even if the situation isn't great, it's a it's a spin. So sure. I would think to not trust the Raiders doctors in full just because they're part of the situation. But they had to add an addendum to the contract that says if his foot injury um, that he had surgery on in March does not heal well, does not uh, allow him to play how he was supposed to play, how they signed him to a contract to play, uh, then they can release him uh, and not owe him anything. So that's uh, that's pretty big. Maybe Tom Brady comes down from upstairs, puts on a helmet, something happens. Uh, th- we're definitely going to follow that. Uh, as it progresses. But hopefully, like you said, and the Raiders doctor says, he's going to be ready for week one. You guys mentioned Dalvin Cook, released by the Vikings, hopefully goes, helps out Tua in Miami. Any other NFL news updates uh, from training camp that you guys saw that you think uh, is important or something we should look out for? Would you be uh, down with the Chargers going after Dalvin Cook, seeing how Austin Eckler doesn't really want to be there. Mm. Uh, don't really have to pay. You don't have to pay Dalvin Cook all that he's worth, right? Because he oh, got released. Yeah, I think, so yeah, if you I get released, the team is paying your contract. Yeah, Minnesota's going to eat that money for sure. I thought it was double dipping, right? So if the team that releases you owes you $10 million, you get that $10 million, and then you get you know, whatever another team wants to sign you for. But if it if you really yeah if you don't have to pay him anything, 
or maybe like prorated or, you know, like an adjusted salary. Maybe you only have to pay like two million for the whole season. Uh, I would not be against that. That's a great roster move, especially um, with injuries at the position, uh, having Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler, who has said he wants one of these other running backs to come in and take carries away from him because he's trying to stay fresh. And he knows that if he has to, you know, run the ball three, 400 times, his body would, you know, that's just more chances to get hurt, more chances to wear down yourself. Um, But the way he works out and stays in shape, I think his, uh, I'm not sure if his uh, degree is in physical training of some sort. Uh, but yeah, he's, he really takes care of his body and I think he's a realist and knows, you know, if I try to be these 350 carry guys, it's, it's not going to work. Cause he's also huge in the past game. Uh, but he is a little bit smaller. I don't to answer your question. I would not be against going and signing Dalvin cook if it was for, you know, less money, but what we all, yeah. what the chargers also did was we gave, uh, Austin Eckler a raise a couple million this year and I think he's still allowed to go and look for you know a trade um, but he might yeah he might just hit free agency uh, this year you know it's wild to me uh, like they're stressing about Dalvin Cook's contract that's why they released him he was under like a five year 63 million dollar contract and he was coming into the fourth year um the Minnesota Vikings did something kind of interesting. They paid off their stadium 26 years early. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was like a big story like two, three weeks ago. They paid off their, their stadium like early, which saved taxpayers like millions of dollars, right? Nice. But then they're going to go ahead and say, we can't afford you, Dalvin Cook. Uh, man, oh. who over the last five years has scored 45 touchdowns. Like that blows my mind. I don't know what the accounting department was thinking. Like we could do this, but we can't do this. We, yeah, they beat the, the deadline on paying their stadium by over 25 years, but they couldn't pay their high level running back. Who's only 27. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. He's a young running back. Like, well, not like a young running back, but he's still young enough. He's young, but if you see his history, it's a lot. I mean, so I know they were probably true, thinking about true. that at the same time. Because he had to sit out almost a whole season. I think he sat out his whole year, was it? Or most of Ooh. it. And was still able to come. He came back and he missed a lot of time last year. He was banged up. So not, not, not an excuse for them to do that, but I'm pretty sure that's – that's what they were thinking when uh, they decided to let go of him because they still have yeah. Mattinson, who's going to start for them, who's actually has never been a full time starter, but in the spots that he's been given time to play, he's been pretty good for them too. So that is they, very true. I think that's yeah. also a name that a lot of fantasy football players know is Alexander yeah. Madison, just because yeah. of how often Dalvin Cook has been injured and how often Madison has come in and put up really good numbers. I know a lot of different articles that I've read about uh, Madison uh, have said that in the time, in the occasions that he's gotten those touches that Dalvin Cook has been out and he's always performed. Um, 
but it is definitely a smaller sample size than just a, yeah. how much how many touches a regular uh, starting running back gets. But it looks like it's going to be he's going to be the starter, and they also are paying him two years six million. <coughs> Excuse me, which is a raise from what he was getting as a backup. But uh, I think Much when that still. contract happened this this summer, they kind of knew that they were going to move on from Dalvin Cook and that Madison was going to be uh, the starter. And I think they kind of told him he was going to be the starter when that happened because they were asking him, like, this contract, how, how do you feel about it? And he was like, I feel good, you know, just the situation, how it is, and knowing how it's going to be. And now looking back on him saying, you know, knowing how the situation is going to be, I think he knew that the Vikings had to cut uh, Dalvin Cook because of cap purposes. I mean, they got Justin Jefferson. They got assigned to a pretty big contract. Uh, is it this year or next? Something uh, like that. So yeah, it might just be making way for that. But that's definitely interesting that they paid off their stadium 26 years early with all that money. If they're going to be, I just looked it up. But twenty-three still—that's yeah. like two decades. Like what? Instead of using that money to be good now by retaining some of these really good players, uh, but also the case for releasing Dalvin Cook, um, however much money he was going to be paid, was more than you were willing to pay him, and it was more above market for um, you know a running back with an injury history, and that you could say maybe his best work is behind them already um those are i mean you could that could be your excuse for releasing them but definitely it's got to be a money thing because they've been releasing a bunch of a bunch of people clearing house yeah um anybody else in in football what else is going Um, on any hawks news yeah there was one thing i found very interesting um Devin Witherspoon, the person we drafted with our first pick in the draft this year, he's been getting a lot of time at slot bat, slot corner. So okay. I was expecting him to be on the outside. Kobe Bryant um, in the slot? Yeah. So I, I I just think that's interesting. I wonder if he'll stay there. Um, Jamal Adams, he's still hurt. So I don't think he's coming back before the season starts. Damn. Which is disappointing, you know. He gave up all that capital to yeah. get him in to be an impact player, and we haven't really gotten the impact that we desired. But I have faith that he can show up. He just—I just want him to get a hundred percent healthy and learn how to catch. Just do those two things, and <laughs> Seahawks will have some success. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet. Not no like crazy signings. I don't think we're gonna go after any of these big free agents, um, just because they're mo- they're like running backs and fucking receivers, which we got like a bunch of those right now. Um, I did see on a Niner fan page that they were butthurt that we got Jackson Smith and Jigba. So <laughs> any Niner buttheartedness that the Seahawks can cause, I'm all about it. All about it. Mm. Um, I've been hearing the, from the Niners camp that like Shanahan expects Brock Purdy to be ready to go come week one. Yeah. Uh, I think they're lying. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I think yeah. they're straight up lying. I think he's fucked up, uh, but they don't want to start a panic or anything. Yeah. I honestly think it's going to be Sam Darnold. Over Trey Lance? 
over Trey Lance right now just because of the experience, even though that those experiences were filled with ghosts. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, as haunted as it was over there what in the Jets, even in the, the Panther, it's haunted, bro. But he, I think I think that's best for the Seahawks is if Sam Darnold is back there. Because <laughs> we did hear those reports initially that uh, his recovery wasn't going well. And yes. already it was supposed to take up until week one. But with those setbacks, we were like, okay, now it makes sense that they signed Sam Darnold because they, like, know he's not going to be playing to start the season. So you got to bring somebody in behind Trey Lance or to take over, you know, instead of Trey Lance. And what you're saying about Sam Darnold's floor just being higher than Trey Lance's floor, I mean, but obviously Trey Lance's ceiling is, is higher than uh, Sam Darnold's, but Sam just, Darnold's just played more football, like throughout yeah, his he, entire yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah well, at least yeah. quarterback, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trey Lance has thrown like <laughs> hundred times in the last five years. Like that's crazy in a game. Like, what what kind of quarterback does that? That's like fucking. I think Travis Kelsey puts some numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Lamar Jackson. I was, which it was either the the fantasy the rigor fantasy football podcast or the NFL um, show that they have, but one of them was explaining the just the the mechanics of the offense, the Shanahan offense for the Forty Niners. Um, oh, it was uh yeah they were talking about play action and how you're trying to get the linebackers to bite so that you could throw behind the linebackers or find an open space, but. The Niners kind of add on to that by not just running up the middle and getting you to step up, but they run really wide stretches and really wide zones to get you running to one sideline, and then they boot it out to the other way and throw to the other uh, the other sideline. And now you're just so far away from where the play is happening that this big amount of field and this big space has been created for these usually fast skill players to just start running a field wide open. Um, right. And they see freaking Trent Williams pulling. Bro, and... I, lo- I oh, when they got him in motion, <laughs> oh, that was one of my favorite plays <laughs> how many, ever. How Trent many players Williams have said that he's the best NFL player, just like all, all around like yeah. football player. I totally believe it. That dude's a monster. I hate that we have to play them twice a year. Twice, yeah, definitely going against the, the so NFC annoying. West is NFC West for a long time is just the most monster division. Yeah, we're just really competitive with each other. <laughs> <laughs> like even if we're bad as a division, we're still gonna have great divisional matchups. Exactly, but yeah, that's uh, all you can hope for. I mean, I hope for boring ass divisional matchups that the Chargers dominate every year. I want six and zero in the division. I want to win by fifty every time. Can't fucking That's do it. That's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Then you see a Madden. They got man. his little super Superman throw. Hey, that sideways. Yeah. Someone commented was, this throw was, that was incomplete. incomplete. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> that was crazy. I remember that throw being made. And I, I thought I thought it was going to be complete. That was so crazy. Patrick Mahomes really was trying to put the team on his back. He almost supermaned it, but he couldn't. That, the same person that wrote that last was like, how is this an iconic throw from a Super Bowl that they lost? <laughs> yeah, he's like, wow. 
I'll never understand <laughs> how it's so cool. Maybe nah, it one... is pretty. It is pretty cool because he side armed it while fucking laying out. Yeah. So, like Jim, Joe Burrow also hit one of the. Well, not all the way out, but he was running out of bounds and jumped out of bounds and threw a touchdown like that. All right. So to all the listeners out there that play Madden, I know how to do the Superman throw. Haven't even touched the game. Uh, so you hike the ball and you are going to scramble while holding Turbo out of the pocket. Okay. Go uh, like right you know towards yep. his throwing arm mm-hmm. and then you'll let go of turbo okay. while still holding right and then you throw the ball and he'll do that animation every time oh cool every you know time what? stop stop <laughs> holding turbo when you're rolling yes. out right yeah hold stop right holding turbo and make the. it does it have to <laughs> be a bullet pass uh no but it does only go 40 yards at most from what oh, i've seen okay nice. but, hey i'll take that you're gonna throw Thank a sidearm in the air 40 yards yeah, like right at the edge of the end zone. That's where I'm putting it every single yeah. time. Man, Probably so right on the dot too. Should, those instructions are how I scramble and throw a regular anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but so you might get fucked up by that animation. Like you're just trying to throw a normal ass pass, right. and, like, and he's uh, leaping he just for jumps. like he just jumps out of bounds <laughs> for no reason. Huh. Like, or jumps the into the defensive player. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah man. Josh Let's Allen. Watch. Josh Allen is uh, up next for the Madden Curse. Madden Twenty Four. So. <laughs> He'll be on the cover of the the new Madden. Bills quarterback Josh Allen. He did a bad editing job with his helmet. Oh no! So like he has like a bar that goes right here, but they removed it to like show more of his face. But they they forgot like part of it right here, so it looks like he got this like pointy ass fucking shit. He's got a little right side here. mic. Yeah, like, helmet hello. Just cut off. Jesus. Yeah, on his telemarketer shit. I got right. <laughs> Josh Allen calling you for another Stefan Diggs end zone visit. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see if that uh, Manicurs can take on uh, the big cowboy from Wyoming. Amen. Uh, Chargers camp. J.C. Jackson returned to practice. Uh, that's big for me. That's adding another, you know, above-average piece, high-level piece to uh, that defense. And coming back from injury, a bunch of a bunch of people from last year uh, on the Chargers were injured. Um, but I still think, you know, last year's roster was supposed to be a playoff and Super Bowl roster. So adding the pieces we did in the draft and the wide receiver. Two more uh, DN, Tui Pelotu, uh, linebacker out of Washington State, uh, Darius Henley. Um, yeah, I think this roster is ready to go. We just got to make sure to, to play to our potential and also to not get hurt. But not too much crazy stuff happening in Chargers camp. Uh, lots of hype videos of Justin Herbert throwing to different people. Lots of great throws. Um, but yeah, I'm just the cream of the crop of the the video throws that they have that they're putting out. Charger social media is, is pretty good. What is this Charger rhetoric I'm listening to right now? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. The Chargers are picking <laughs> the Charger social media team picked the best throws, and they show you those throws, and you're like, Justin Herbert can't miss. He's a legend. Um, I hope he just does like doesn't freaking break his ribs again. Yeah, that 
I like watching him play. So I, I hope he's injury free this uh, season, except for two games. Yeah, um, yeah, injury free, right? Just play the games, let the best team win. But yeah, it's yeah, that's gonna be fine. Um, and then you guys are looking for a quarterback. Any other yeah. NFL news? Um, not really. It's been pretty quiet yeah. lately. Yeah, I think I, it's, yeah, it's gonna pick up now. This is you know, the there's time. some quality. There's still some quality free agents out there, which is crazy. Like I know, like Ngakwe, who, and I follow because he played for the Raiders. But the guy has had eight or more sacks in every season he's played. He's still sitting. I know he's probably horrible against the run. So I mean, but you know, for some for a guy who's had more than uh, eight sacks, eight or more sacks in the season. Um, somebody could use him as a specialist, you know? Uh, For sure. That's crazy. Guys like that are still sitting out there. Um, I know Quan Alexander's been hurt. I know he's still sitting out there looking for a team. Uh, good defensive guy. So, hopefully some of these guys get signed. They were fun to watch before, so. Yeah. Um, so... A U.S. president has been charged uh, <laughs> with a federal crime. Two. Um, Donald Trump. Donald Just Trump. One? Donald Trump was <laughs> indicted um, by a federal court in Miami uh, for the classified documents that he kept at Mar-a-Lago and for lying to the government and trying to hide them and trying to tell the government that he turned them all in when he really didn't. And 31 different counts of um, classified documents that were found. And then a bunch of different other counts about falsifying records and lying, trying to cover it up. 38 counts total in this federal indictment. I think it's like 70, 70 years. No, it's got to be more than that, but there's there's jail time if found guilty. Yeah, that's fine. I, 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 I think Donald Trump is going to go to jail. Like, I think it's it's actually going to happen. I know that's what I, you know, that's the best timeline, right? That's <laughs> yo, I read I read all the pages of this indictment, right? I had some Good. time. I Everybody some time. should read the indictment because the Republic are banking on us not reading it because it's so ridiculous. There's so much information from video evidence, uh, from uh, testimony, from witnesses, uh, audio recordings, tapings, and they've built the story where from the White House, Trump took a bunch of documents, and these weren't just like shit that had the presidential seal on it or, you know, some, some headline stuff from the the resolute desk these were like plans these were like uh meeting informations about our nuclear capabilities as a country about how we would attack certain other countries what our plans would be what our best you know armaments and people would be to go to these countries our information on our own defense capabilities and how much those actually stretch how far those out are how strong those are uh, a lot of different things that you would be like, why would anyone think that they could take this out of like a government sensitive 
you know, area. This is like intel. This isn't just a keepsake. This isn't just a picture of you shaking hands with Tiger Woods. This is like documents that uh, have been prepared and are confidential, top secret, and only meant for like the highest of the people that are making decisions in our country. So taking a bunch of boxes of those home and showing them to people and hiding them at a, a golf course where thousands of people go to every year um, and probably trying to sell them, trying to use them for power, trying to, you know, figure out how he could use them to blackmail people. Uh, this guy's got to go to jail. He has to. He really does have to. Like, it's very silly. Like, the pictures of where the shit was being stored. The pictures is, are crazy. Bro, that is ridiculous. In the bathroom? It, by the shower in the bathroom? Stacked like, up? Key droplets are getting on <laughs> nuclear secrets. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And then in another room, he had a copy machine right next to all the boxes. A copy like, machine. You're like, why? A why bo- would like, you do this? On this a ballroom treason. stage? This is treason. This is taking oh. American secrets, intel, like like the most sensitive information about our defenses and taking it home to try to do something with it. And like, I don't know if you could declassify nuclear secrets, like, okay, so this is what I'm hearing, right? Presidential Records Act. He um, made it. <laughs> like the president. Okay, so this and what Trump is saying is, well, under the Presidential Records Act, just by thinking it, a president can declassify material. I'm like, okay, why the fuck would the president declassify nuclear secrets? Like, why would he want to do that? Because he wants to take them home and just like frame it and keep it in his desk? Or does he want to take it home and use it, show it around, sell it? Is it a broke guy that's never had a good business trying to finesse her? Fucking fi- Yo. This is okay. Donald Trump is one of the greatest grifter finessers in history. He is a goat. <laughs> he can convince me. And, oh, and by all accounts, in person, people melt in front of this man. I think he's taller than you think. Six and he's, four. Okay, yeah, that's a lot taller than I thought he was. But he apparently he's a charismatic presence. He just decided to use it for himself and for evil. Right? Could have been good. Could have been a good guy that united people, but instead. <laughs> It's his rhetoric of hate, divisiveness, name calling. Bro, the name calling is when I was like, oh, man, this is really bad. This guy's going to encourage people to like bully and talk shit to people and like beat up Asians during COVID. Yeah, Yeah. that shit. That shit. People are like, what does it matter? Who's president stuff? That shit matters, man. It it actually does because people take that lead. People follow that lead. Yeah, I'm with the both of you and you guys talking about he needs to go to jail, but I ain't never seen an old white dude at power go to jail yet. Oh, so, and I'm not going to believe he's going to go to jail until he goes to jail, just because I have no faith in the government system, especially the one that's going to put him on trial, if they do. Uh, so, if he goes to jail, win. If he doesn't, I mean, I don't get my hoops up so they don't get hurt, but I honestly don't like. I know Lance, you know you read all these documents, so like you're when you say things like about stuff like this, it it carries heavy with me. I still don't believe he's gonna go to jail until we see him yeah. go to jail. Yeah, yeah he won't. Um, yeah. 
Like yeah. there's been reports of his son Jared or stepson Jared Kushner. Oh um, my god! Law taking money mm-hmm. from Saudis. Do you know how uh, much money he took from them? Wasn't like a billion dollars. Two billion dollars. <laughs> like the month after he got out of the White House, after like they did the transition, he got a two billion dollar payment from the Saudis. Hey, yo, man, this lifestyle expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Why right. would you get $2 billion? Because you're a great negotiator, because you're a great finance uh, guy, or because got... you just spent the last four years next to the president, you're in his ear, you're like, you have power there. That was his photocopier in the room. That's, how, <laughs> that's, that's the money maker right there, a, big dog. <laughs> the ballroom, a bathroom next to a shower and a toilet in a, in a storage room cases knocked over onto the floor like the pictures they included in the indictment were wild <laughs> I, I immediately started sending those out to everybody i was like have you seen this fucking boxes of records and shit this guy keeps <laughs> raising the bar for how ridiculous he can be like what in the world are you thinking yeah he they, won't get caught that he won't get caught that's exactly <laughs> what he's thinking that he will not get caught because he hasn't gotten caught because every time he's ever got some shit thrown in his face he's litigated delayed stalled fucking elapsed the the time restraints of anything that's ever come after him he's a yeah. you know he's and that's- bullied his way out of any sort of um punishment and anything that he's done Sexual harassment, uh, businesses, defrauding people, taxpayers, any of that shit, he's bullied his way out of. I think this could be the first time Donald Trump is really held. Tr- no, and he's also lost cases, right, where the Trump admin, not administration, but the Trump company, Trump organization has had to pay out, you know, certain yeah. things. They've gotten sued, you know, plenty of times they've had to pay out. But this is going to be the first time where. All the bullshit that he's trying to set up, all the bullshit he's trying to convince people to fight for him, it's all going to really come down in court piece by piece by piece. Because this is like a 50-page indictment, and it's bullet point after bullet point saying he actively, purposefully tried to uh, defraud the people that were trying to get those records back. Shouldn't have taken the records in the first place. And when they told him to bring him back, he was like, okay, I'll get them to you in a couple months. A couple months later, okay, you know, we'll get you what you need. A year later, the National Archives uh, Records, what is it? NARA, they were like, yo, we got to go to the freaking Department of Justice just to get these records back. They end up raiding his house, find a lot more than they even imagined were there. I think it was almost 200 classified documents in the first, uh, in that raid. So like, and that's not even all of the stuff that he took. They have pictures, videos of boxes being loaded into planes the day after uh, a request was put in to get all those boxes back. Once they formally asked him and said, hey, the cops have to come and get those boxes because you're not cooperating. He's like, cool. Put a bunch of boxes on a plane and ship them out. We have no idea all of what he took. And we will never know all of what he took because it's already been moved around. But what we do know is that the hundreds of documents that he has, we can we can prosecute him for that. We can hold him accountable for that. And we need to because 
this guy was like telling people to move boxes. So even his lawyers wouldn't know what was going on with those boxes. Because Trump's lawyers were like, hey, we just got a subpoena that you got a that you got classified records here at Mar-a-Lago, and we gotta search around and tell them what we're gonna bring. And he was telling them, what if we don't play ball? What if we lie to these people? What if we tell them we don't have anything? That's the and kind of he quit. was trying <laughs> yo. And then after that indictment dropped, they were like, this is just the logical time for us to resign. <laughs> they were out. Because even they know that he's fucked. And I really do hope, for the most part, that just people that have been following him for a long time, his presidency, his campaigns, true social, his media like that, can see that, you know, it's not, it's not the golden boy. This is not the second Jesus. This is not blonde Jesus that you thought it was. This is a, a crook. You know, it's a grifter. But... I'm also worried that they just won't believe it's like he's a piece of shit and they'll be like, no, nah, this is a good guy. I've been, you know, listening to him for the last six, seven years and I believe his message. And this is just political interference. That's what this is, that's because a, Donald Trump's exactly. going to win the presidency. This is the only way they can beat him or just to that's... further go down that rabbit hole of bullshit that <laughs> Trump has put out for the last eight or... years. Biden has That's got it. money from Ukraine. He's he's the real yeah. bad guy. I'm like, oh my god. Donald Trump is the only one that can drain the swamp because he's not part mm-hmm. of the swamp. I was like, he been swampy since all his fucking failed casinos and reports that he's like a piece of shit to his workers. Like, why do you think this is the guy that's the golden boy and gonna turn America into a profitable business? He's never had a profitable business. This shit's always been in the red. He's always tax frauded, and he's he getting a loan caught from his now. daddy. Small loan. Yeah, small for a billionaire. Small loan of a million dollars. Um, anytime I get worked up about how obviously, like how obvious Trump's fucking of America is, and like how he used it to enrich himself, and like. I just I think about the people that support him and why and how the like thought process of I see a lot of Samoans that rock with Trump. It just kind of blows Yo, my mind. yeah. Like some of the older older generation. I'm like, I, why did you do that? <laughs> me and Forrest were talking about this just yesterday. Like the I I think like isolated communities kind of lean conservative just because of their values. Like when I was growing up in Samoa conservative values the people that i was like working with or rolling with um like republican thinking back on it now like and now they're republicans when i joined the army the army super conservative right like it's it's gotten a lot better in like being able to just be whatever you are left or right but definitely skews conservative conservative values us law enforcement skews conservative like those are islander islander areas also like hawaii yeah. i think is hawaii would you say hawaii the island of hawaii and the people there are mostly conservative yeah i think so too they have they, like uh they hold, they, they hold same of the yeah they hold some of the same values uh just because of the polynesian culture that some wants to so um, it's things like that are always gonna like 
it's going to be big with them. You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to identify easily with those, uh, with those values. And what are those values, right? National defense, strong military, strong military, um, just, uh, safety for your family. Right. Right. And pretty much like, you know, you have someone, you pick somebody who's going to be in charge and you respect those decisions. You don't answer or you don't question them, which is how Trump's gotten away with a lot of this stuff is like, you know, you know, Lance, you were just uh, talking about how these guys uh, follow Trump blindly. It's because as a conservative, that's what you do. You pick a leader and uh, you follow. I don't you know? think it's blindly, though. I think it's been set up, right? Because, like, I, I think the web of information, I, yeah, I think it just comes down to where you get your information. If your information is telling you that, you know, the government is corrupt and going after Trump uh, and all the shit that's going after Trump is bullshit, it's all just made up fake news. Like, if that's it that's the information that you're getting. I can see how that is how you think about things. And that is why you're like, well, anything that Joe Biden does is, is bad because it's against uh, Trump, who is the one that's trying to save the world or like, see, save I, the I, country. I, I, I get what you're saying, but like, it's not like that's all they're seeing. I mean, I know you, that's what you're choosing to mm. see, like on, where you're getting your information from also, but, with the, with the world, the, the way the world is set up today, you get to see both sides, uh, and you get to make your own choice. But these people are choosing, no matter. Like you just told us, you see the pictures of all the boxes where they're being put. And if you go yourself and go read the indictments, you know what I mean. Like these people will still tell you, no, those pictures could be documented. Those are fake pictures. Uh, the <laughs> indictment is coming down from somebody that doesn't like Trump. You know, like it's coming believe... from a Jewish billionaire. Exactly. They're gonna. They want to. They choose to believe that yeah, all these great. people who are put there to make decisions, and it's hard to do it. I know because we're all human. But to make an unbiased decision, uh, that's their job, though. And if you believe that, no, he's not doing it because he's a liberal or because he's uh, a Democrat or just because he's part of the Biden administration or, you know what I mean? It's, it's there. It's blind. They're following him blind. They choose to do it. They choose not to see what's right in front of them. Like you were saying. So like, and Damn. Uh, you, you see it in, so you see it in our family values. Like, uh, so I'll go back to like what we were talking about Lance like you know our very first episode where you put me on you see our church leaders when they tell you that's not what's supposed to happen you can't talk about this pastor like that your family you know what I mean like you know they, they don't talk directly to these people who've been hurt by this pastor they're going to go to the head of your family and tell them to tell this person in your family that you're not allowed to uh, make these assumptions uh, and or you're not allowed to make these remarks against this person and we're telling you to keep it hush hush and what happens it gets it gets dusted under the, the mat and it's never spoken of again and you know you're just told to follow so I, 
Yeah, I mean, I could see the, you know, get in line and follow. Like, we're really father knows best with our, you know. Um, I mean, also, another, like, another view of it. Like, you know how people get voted back in in Samoanes? If your family's voting for this guy, the rest of your family's probably going to be voting for that same person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we definitely need to... to to work on our American side. I, I do believe with a lot of the changes in the world today, I, I think they're reaching Samoa. So a lot of the younger generation is being able to make up their own mind now. Um, and some of them are probably not older enough to vote yet. Maybe they're just getting there. So it is changing for a better. Uh, but like you said, I think the, the way who they're getting their information from about like politics or worldly things has to change it can't just be from the one source they've been getting it from their whole life like you know yeah the people who need their family they should be able to to read things uh do their own research on certain things and that way they're able to make better decisions on their own yeah i i don't think anyone should get their information from any one source even if it is like a you know unbiased news place or something just even right. to get a, a second uh, <laughs> article on the same anymore? thing. I mean, I would try to run an unbiased news site, but I know I my own. You. Right. My Yeah, my own biases would eventually filter into the content. Sure, sure. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm saying not, no one person can be trusted to tell the full 360 um, right. of, of a news event. So if I can read an article on uh, MSNBC, Fox News, Politico on the same thing, then I can see where, you know, what the three stories all have in common. What are the shared truths in yeah. these things? And then right. you can also see where they kind of skew and try to paint things a little differently or a lot differently sometimes, you know, like there'll be a, a bill that gives money to, to school kids, right? But it took money away from like old veteran health care. And then you'll have one side of the aisle say, we're doing this for the kids. We're providing stuff for them. And then you'll have their opponents saying, oh, they hate uh, veterans. They took away their health care, stuff like that. So there's always two ways to paint a picture. But if you can get a, a bunch of different views and perspectives, you can have a better idea of what really is true and what is spin. Um, and I think this food, Donald Trump, had some English like Jerry West in that bitch because he's spinning every single thing and his uh truth social messages are in all caps. I think he's feeling the pressure and I, you know, oh, the other thing, he's only halfway through the the indictments that he's got coming up this year. Like he's got two more indictments, two more probes. Um one for trying to subvert the 2020 election. Uh, with fake electors, and then one um, in Atlanta for trying to punk the, uh, not a district attorney, but the one of the, the officials there, he was trying to tell him, you know, you got to find us some votes so that I can win. But mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of things coming. Your boy Donald Trump is going to be busy, very busy this year. And it's, he's going to say it's all because uh he's the best and they're trying to uh keep him from winning president but 
even though it's a possibility now, I can't have Donald Trump being the president and, you know, taking this country for everything and placing people against each other. Um, But I don't. don't, The illusion. What? The political parties, all this, like the illusion is the choice, right? We should, the real, what's really going on is rich people versus poor people. Yep. Uh, like, that's why I don't think Donald Trump will end up going to jail. He may not win president, but he's probably not going to go to jail because he's fucking rich. Like, even if he's not, like, considered a successful business person or anything, like, especially if you become president, mm-hmm. the way that our system is set up, like, once you reach that level of political success, it's like you kind of become, like, more than human in the eyes of America. You get donations, so, yeah. Yeah, you get all kinds of things. So I feel like people just need to realize that it's not about really left and right. It's about all the motherfuckers making money and them trying to extract as much wealth out of us as they can. Uh, And like, especially with like COVID since COVID, shoot, they've been sucking us dry. Let me tell (laughs) you. And at the same time, raising prices of everything. Like, what yep, the fuck? Yep. They get record profits. Politicians are scorned mad from the um, stock markets. And we just want to make enough money to be able to afford a house. Like, what the fuck? How, like, the system is fucked up. Yep. And I don't think, I think, yeah, that they try to, like, not make us think about it by pitting us against each other, like Republican, Democrat. But really, we all are the same in their eyes. We're just fucking assets to them. Something that can be fucking cashed out when they need it. When you when you say rich versus poor, what what is the cutoff for for poor? Like, would you say even someone making hundred thousand dollars is still part of the lower class that is being taken advantage of? Um, no, I would probably say it's somebody who has to work forty plus hours a week. Um, and has less than fifty thousand dollars in savings. That's me. <laughs> so, yeah, the labor. We out here. <laughs> the workers. Yeah. We poor shit, dog. Yeah, we right. over here grinding oh. away, away yeah. from our families all but week. It's like sixty yeah. percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something happens to them, they're fucked insurance is a scam it's like this whole system is it's like we really are just batteries like you know in the matrix like they just started farming people yeah that's what it kind of feels like at this point and except instead of robots it's just people who worship the greed god and don't give a fuck so those are the people that uh, make it to the top folks if you were waiting to hear one of those we're rich by how all the family we have in our life. This is not that episode. We are poor. <laughs> we are the, the work part of the working class and broke, living paycheck to paycheck with no emergency fund, no savings, because all our money goes to food and rent and what little entertainment we can have to not fall into the dis- depressive spiral that is the capitalistic society of America and Earth. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. We got to we got to fix. We got to try to flip the parts that we can to try to get this 
this wheel turning the other way, but it definitely is late stage capitalism where things are just about money and it's kind of like fuck the people in the earth. Quick little story about a movie I watched uh, on HBO. It was called Reality and it was about this chick. She had access to like classified information in 2016, but she wasn't really, she didn't work for the FBI, but she still had the access and she would go look for articles and one of the FBI, the FBI, they had like a newsletter or something. And one of the articles they had was how there was definite proof that Russians interfered with the 2016 election. And so this bitch fucking printed the article out, stuffed <laughs> it in her drawers. It fucking uh, see, she went to like a different country and sent it to a news article. Uh, but the news outlet, they didn't really do a good job of protecting her. So the, oh, the government wow. found out and she had to go to jail for like fucking six years. I'm sorry, this is this is on HBO? Yeah, and it's called Reality. Is it a movie? Uh, yeah, it's a okay. movie, but they use. So I guess the FBI agents, when they went to go arrest this lady, they were recording. And so the whole movie is all dialogue from that recording. Wow. Um, they just added some like like acting parts to it just based off what they were hearing and testimonies and whatnot. But that just got me thinking like she, yeah, she leaked information. Right. But don't you think that the public should be able to know that information? Like if Donald Trump is in the presidency because of some cheap tricks, the public should have to, should have a right to know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I kind of like the George Santos thing where he lied about yeah everything and it's like he was trying to tell people no don't worry about it we'll just i'll be here and they're like no your people should know that you lied about all these things and it should disqualify you from being in office right yeah Yeah. you're saying people should be able to leak that info yeah and not like what was the dude the wikileaks guy fucking julian assange he lives in russia now right but Snowden he, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, well, him. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Like he came out and was like, "Facebook's taking all y'all shit." <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't even. I don't what? even remember what the full the scope of uh, either of like, those guys. The government's fucking spying on you guys all the time. Damn. And then they had to leave the country, and now they're like wanted criminals in America. I. I don't know how I feel about that because I like assumed that not the, incentivized to do good. <laughs> but the I assumed that the government had the capability to spy on people, like to hear yeah. everything. Like they they built the infrastructure, so they kind of had backdoor channels to monitor all the phones or everything that goes on, or and they could keep it hush hush. Yeah, like yeah. The whole internet goes through American like network towers. <laughs> so like it's theoretical and probably the government justifies it by saying, you know, we got to protect our people. If anything pops off, we want to know about it ASAP, stuff like that. But we still having shootings every fucking other week. Man. <laughs> just about to say, like, why don't you stop some of these fucking shootings? What's then? going on? Why don't you use it for good instead of just spying on people? Talking in their homes, goddamn Alexa. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> what was the name of the show? Persons of Interest. Oh, yep, that one. <laughs> Were they like uh, 
they were spying on people in that show. Uh, with Jim Jim Caviezel, where he yeah, hey Jim Caviezel, Seattle legend. People yeah. don't know <laughs> he uh he's like a a former uh, Navy SEAL, and this dude who was like developed the software that helped you listen in on like everything, <laughs> like you had access to everything. He uh fakes his own death somehow, and then finds Jim Caviezel, and that's his like. His penance to making the software is sending Jim Caviezel out and uh, uh, having him save like certain people because the machine is telling him to. So, but the software in the in the show itself is like he can literally listen in on anything he wanted to see anything. So Jim Caviezel, you said from he's from Washington. Yeah, he went to the same high school as my girlfriend. Not at the same time, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to uh, oh, shout out to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Jim Caviezel played, uh, yeah, Jesus in The Passion of the Christ in 2004. I remember they showed that shit in theaters in Samoa, and people were like fainting. In the yeah, band. we had a whole showing at my church too. Like we rented out a uh, a school auditorium and Damn. had the big screen on. Uh, in, in that shit was oh man that like uh, the whipping scene woof it's pretty tough yeah. that shit was pretty graphic yeah um let's uh yeah shout out first of all let's do shout out shout out to Jesus Christ Jim Caviezel Jesus uh <laughs> but uh Mike you got any uh, shout outs for this week uh yeah shout out Sue Bird congratulations on retiring hey. Seattle legend um forever in our hearts super cool that. You got to do what you did in Seattle. Uh, we got a freaking pretty good women's basketball legacy. We got like Laurel Jackson, Cheryl Swoops was at the retirement thing. Um, Brianna Stewart won a championship for us. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Sue Bird. Also, damn, I had another one, but I just forgot it. I hate when this happens. I was thinking all the whole episode of my shout outs and I forgot. Um, so yeah, just shout out uh, Sue Bird. Oh yeah. Shout out to push, push for dreams. Um, my sister's nonprofit and my brother-in-law, uh, they're doing big things in the city of Tacoma. So yeah, look them up if y'all interested. Push for dreams. Yeah. Push for dreams. That's like my, nice. my brother-in-law's nickname is push, but it stands hey. for pray until something happens. So nice. So, push yeah. for dreams. Uh, Forrest, any shout outs this week? Man, uh, just shout out to both of you. I know we got to this point, so we got through last week, and it's a brand new week for us, guys. Brand new week to do great things. So, shout out to the both of you. But also, again, uh, another shout out to Tolano. I know you got one to him early because we were at his bachelor party, but um, just for getting all of us together. Uh, Shout out to Bridger and uh, Junior. Junior, who's the best man, who, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, last minute, put a lot of the barbecue stuff together over the weekend that we had uh, on our last night there. Uh, shout out to all the guys who came. Made it a great night for Noah. Um, I know it wouldn't have been the same without <laughs> the people who were there. So, <laughs> yeah, so fell asleep at 9.30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy, man, I... 
woke him up because he had a phone call and instead of telling me, okay, I'm going to take the phone call, he said, no, I don't want to do shots anymore. And me and Lance looked at each other like, bro, we didn't ask you if you want to do shots. Your girl anymore. is trying to call your phone. She's like, no chases, bro. No chases. <laughs> no chases. <laughs> it's like, oh, this fool is sleeping, sitting up. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a great weekend, actually. Um, and I look forward to watching you get married, Noah. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. That's been my whole, like, everybody goes through sometimes, but that keeps me in the back of my head. It's also in the back of my head that I get to watch my guy get married soon. So I've been on a high for a few months right now just thinking about that. I can't wait to get to that. So shout out to Noah and his uh, beautiful fiance, Wynonna. Um, yes, sir. Nice. Um, shout out to uh, Sammy Jones, uh, my girl for staying home with our baby, going out yes. and get that golf <laughs> trip in. Um, that was a uh, tough. Our kid didn't really sleep that much. She's like, it's tough when the kid stays awake the whole night because you're banking on that time to like sleep and recuperate. And when yeah. you're awake, but then they wake up anyways, like after being awake all night, they'll wake up at 630, like fully energized and ready for the day as well. <laughs> They're smaller, uh, that's why. They don't need to recharge his fans. <laughs> yeah, they re- right. Uh, so shout out to Sammy for that. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys for hopping on tonight and talking about our sports, watching the end of the finals, recapping the NFL and everything, um, and for, for being here when we record every week. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. Very much appreciate it. Love Thank it. you. Yeah, appreciate uh, you. Shout out to uh, Forrest, uh, Barbecue Master. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say I seen you on the grill for us. Well, he's over like, there. Oh, man. I got grilled up all the chicken, bro. It was, it was a great barbecue. It was it was good to have somebody that knew what they were doing on the chicken too, because I was like, I was very high a lot of the time, and I was. I know. You gotta get that hey. perfect fucking balance if you're gonna be on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, yeah, Forrest is locked if in. If I could, if I could grill everything for the rest of my life, I would. Bro, that's what I was thinking. I'd be thinking, you know what? Instead of like a stove or oven, I just need a grill outside in my backyard, just right out there. I could grill. I could like cook every night just outside, especially during the summer, bro. I'm not trying to turn this fucking oven on. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to fact checking. Uh, Make sure to check your sources uh, and have more than one source when you're reading an article. Um, Shout out to uh, Levasa Island Apparel, our brother e out there. Um, hopefully we can get him on uh, again soon. It's always good to to talk to him, pick his brain. Always great things happening there. Yeah, man, a shout out to our listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, yeah, every Tuesday we're dropping an episode. Keep putting stuff out on the Instagram. Make sure to hit us up. Send us a, a, a message on Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, uh, or you can email us at ballinesian at gmail.com anything send us a, a test email send us a you know a funny yeah. story a shout out send us a you know if you got something going on your church is putting something on or there's a a dope uh project in your community that you think could be helpful yeah definitely send that in uh, or jokes freaking madden codes how to throw <laughs> patrick mahomes a sidearm anything like that yeah definitely uh email that to us uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. 
And thank you uh, to our panel for killing another great episode that you're only going to find here on the Polynesian podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Uh, but for Mike Fiso, Forrest Doldalau, I am Lance Falitogo. Um, yeah, see you guys. Same place, same time next week. Stay hydrated, stay blessed, stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Peace out. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. <laughs> okay.